All right. Well, may as well get started because I barely know you myself. Like, what's your background? You know, where, where you come from? What do you do? Give me the whole the whole rundown. Yeah. Um, so my name is Lorenz. Uh, I'm from the U.S. Uh, I played Division One uh, college soccer there, uh, College of Charleston. Um, and once I graduated, I just took my chance to come to Europe the second I could. Uh, one, just to play soccer for myself but also uh just to kind of travel more and see more of the world um and so once i you know i my mom told me that i actually had an eu passport at my disposal uh, i took that opportunity to come straight to europe uh and sweden was kind of the just the first country i came to um and so you know when i first moved to sweden um you know it was kind of you know the first couple of months were quite lonely actually because you know you're starting fresh in this world you, know, you don't have a lot of uh, connections, friendships. You don't understand the culture, so many different things. So I thought to myself, what can I do to sort of pass the time while I'm also training? Um, and that's kind of where global youth soccer training actually became a thing for me. Uh, and with that, that's kind of where I help uh, private soccer coaches around the world uh, find players in their local areas and promote them through social media. Um, mm. But yeah, so I'd say that's kind of just my, you know, my story of how I'm in Sweden, what I do and, uh, you know, how I got here. Yeah, well, firstly, oh my, I can relate to the fact that when you get over there, you've got nothing to do. You, yeah. like I was 16 when I first went to Italy, from Australia to Italy. And uh, I was this naive little kid with the, the, so much hopes and so many dreams. And you got this such an idea of what that professional life would be. Cause I jumped, I jumped into a professional academy in Italy and uh, yeah. way too much time on my hands. And then eventually yeah. my same story where I thought, okay, I've got to do something. Cause uh, a side tangent is uh, I went there 16 years old. I was meant to go to school, but the club didn't put me into a school. So I just had nothing on my side. So I got, I got to do something. Okay. So that's when I, that's when soccer life master is born. So it's, it's quite a similar story. I think a lot of players go through that phase where they go, damn, I'm doing nothing at the moment. What can I do? Yeah, but no, no very definitely. Cool. So you're in Sweden, um, still playing football. Sure. Awesome. Would you, what yeah. level are you? Are you, are you how? So I came here uh, August 2018, right when I graduated. Yeah. Um, and I started off Division 5. Yep. So after about a year and a half, I've bumped up to Division Three right now. So this is actually the second year with this team. That's massive. Yeah, so it's good. I'm, you know, I'm excited. It's a good, uh, good environment I'm in, good team. Uh, this is the second year with the team I'm with right now, Valentuna, BK. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that this year we can actually fight for promotion, hopefully get up to Division Two, um, and just keep, you know, pushing that uh, – pushing for promotion. I mean, that's kind of the whole reason why I also came over to Europe is because you actually have the, the chance to promote. Oh, yeah. And that's something, you know, you don't have in the U S right now. And for me, that's where the passion actually comes from. When you have something that's actually on the line to fight for, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, you know, we're not at that level where it's, you know, you're about to lose millions of dollars in you know, your salary if you, you know, relegate, but mm. you know, that passion comes from, you know, the ability to actually promote and move up and down. And that's kind of what uh, I'm enjoying the most about this, um, you know, season as well. Yeah. And I found a lot of the time, especially places like Australia, America, there's a lot, the, the, 
people don't understand like when you say fifth division like fifth division in europe that's no joke like that's a decent level in terms of the quality of football and then third division that's that's like a massive level um because you know if if i said fifth division australia that's like the worst that's like the worst division you could ever imagine um (laughs) so, so then like for what i say with like third division italy that's close. That's pretty much as good as our first division in Australia. Um, mm. So there's a massive uh, difference, and people sometimes want to go. Okay, I'm going to go overseas. I'm going to go to Europe and play first division. And people and I go. Okay, well, how long have you been playing football for? Uh, have you been training at a pro academy in, in America? Uh, have you been playing pro in America? If not, then you're probably not going to go pro in uh, in Europe. There's a yeah. people think, okay, if I go to Europe, I'm going to be successful. But then what I found at least that once you make that step, you realize, oh, this is step zero. I'm realized, okay, everybody around here has been playing at such a high level since the, you know, four years old. And then you go, okay, now I've got to play the catch up game. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting you actually bring that up because part of Gold Leaf soccer training, uh, I started a little, uh, you know, a little extension of his Globeed Soccer Football Agency. And this is kind of where we're working. We're slowly building this up where we help players from, you know, predominantly the U.S., but also other parts of the world come over to Europe or anywhere and actually get an opportunity to play in front of professional scouts and coaches. Um, and you won't imagine how many emails and videos I get of players who tell me they can play, you know, top level in Sweden, top level in Italy, and I'm looking at these videos, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, come on, like, it's not that I, you know, I feel bad that one that they, they think like this, but at the same time, it's like, you just have to be realistic with yourself. And that sometimes it's not the player's fault, but who the player's surrounded, you know, by. Sometimes there's just unrealistic expectations that are put up, you know, upon some of these players who think that they, they're hot shit, that they can play at this level. Um, but it's definitely an eye opener because I've had a couple of players come over to Sweden who I've given the opportunity to play, you know, even divisions higher than me. Um, and they ended up falling down to division four, division five. Um, so it's just, it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, like you said, people don't, you know, they don't understand the correlation between a division five and three compared to different parts of the world. Um, so it's definitely interesting. <laughs> And then the problem with that also is that they have such high and naive like, expectations to then as soon as they get dropped down to fifth division, they think it's over, they quit, they get upset, they get negative, yeah. and then they, they never become successful. And it's that, that, that bad mindset, which, you know, if they, if they had the expectation, okay, let's go fifth division, then I'll make my way to fourth and third, which, you, which you've mm-hmm. actually done, which is props to you. That's, that's not easy to do, especially in a foreign country. But they don't have that mentality. They go, okay, I'm either I'm gonna be the I'm first division, and then they don't get that, or they may be there, but they're on the bench. Then they have a little, you know, tantrum, and then they're back home in either in, in America or Australia within one year. And I've seen yeah. it happen over and over and over again that players don't even last one year once they make it overseas. Meanwhile, they've just spent yeah. three thousand dollars on airfares, you know, at least from Australia. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's so common and it's a, it's a topic that people don't speak about the fact that the expectations and being realistic and understanding that players overseas have been training at such a high level since in Italy, I can only speak about Italy, they they live and breathe it. They, 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 
born into the sport. They've got no other sport to think about. All they know is soccer mm. and football. And they have yeah. soccer schools from the age of three and age of four years old. And then players from America and Australia start playing football at the age of 12. And they expect they're going yeah. to play for Barcelona by the time they're 17. Uh, that I feel like people don't speak about enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I think to your point too, you know, with the mentality side of things, people, you, you know, there's like one and done, you know, they think that if they don't make a team that, you know, it's all over. Um, you know, for me, when I first came to Sweden, obviously Division 5 was the first team, but, you know, then I got trials with Division 1 teams. Look, I didn't make those teams and it was heartbreaking, you know, it's tough, but you have to almost realize, go under the expectations of, you know, you're not going to always get what you want. And you're, sometimes if you think you're deserving of it, it's not always going to happen. Uh, but the point is you can't give up because uh, once you give up, then you lose, you know, and the only time you're going to actually lose in life is when you're the person who says you lose, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. You always have to keep going. The more times you keep knocking on the door, eventually someone will give you the chance. And I think that's something a lot of young footballers have to realize is that don't give up. It's, you know, it's not easy you're going to get a lot of no's, but it's the people who stick at it that keep moving up. Um, you know, there's no recipe for, for playing professional. There's no recipe for getting to the top. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it, you know, through promotion is one. Um, or if you're that talented, you will get seen. So I think, you know, just to your point again, is that it's a mentality side that a lot of footballers actually, they lack. Um, and I've seen some of the most talented footballers give up too. And shit, it's, it gets me, you know, right in the heart because I'm like, if only I had your talent, you know, I have the mindset, I yes. have the drive, but I only, I got this far because of my hard work and because of that, I, I have that mindset, I'm never going to give up, you know, until I can't run anymore. So eventually something will, you know, good things come to people who just never give up. And I, you know, I keep saying that, but I think that's just the ultimate truth. Yeah. Um, I got worried there for a second. I thought you were going to say good things uh, happen to those who wait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, no, no. no, no. no. Don't wait for anything. Go chase it. Go get it. Go go take action. Um, Yeah, that is uh, definitely, uh, I I feel you on that one. Absolutely, for for sure. Um, Speaking on that, you you mentioned a little uh, about you had a trial for Division 1 or whatever. What's been like your biggest opportunity and then it's gone up, it's gone, gone wrong, gone bad. You quote unquote failed. Mm-hmm. What did you do the, 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 the day after that you, you knew you failed or how did you get back from that moment where you feel so defeated to then continuing and now you're playing third division? What yeah, did you do? I mean, for me, you know, you kind of go into, if you're not used to the level of play, you're kind of at a disadvantage because look, sometimes the most talented players, you know, it's tough when you're just not used to speed, like the level and the play of speed. Um, so, you know, right after I kind of knew on the third day of some of these trials, like shit, you know, this wasn't my best session. This wasn't my best moment. Um, but the next thing I did was just, you know, finish the cool down with the team, talk to the coach, get the news. And then it's just kind of take a week off, just like gather it myself. You know, that's kind of what I did. I just like let myself relax, like realize that, you know, okay, maybe football's not everything in this world, but just try to get back to a, a solid mental state and then start going back at it again. Um, 
for me, you know, it's just about continuously networking and trying to meet the right people. You know, just because two teams said no, there's hundreds of teams in this world. Um, so like I said, just don't give up. And so that was my thought process of keep training, keep doing the little things right, eating right, doing your yoga sessions, cooling down, um, hitting the gym when everyone else is sleeping. And, you know, it, it'll come, it'll happen eventually. You know, even if I have to start at division three, you know, I'm going to keep grinding and climbing, scratching my way to the top. Um, so I, I would just say, you know, if it's totally understandable if you need that week or two just to gather yourself because it's not easy when people say no to you and tell you, uh, you know, you don't have the experience to play at this level. Like, but you can't let pe other people's words, you know, put you down. You know, everyone's, you're going to have haters out there. You're going to have people who tell you you're not good enough, but it's only if you believe that do they actually win. Um, so for me, it's just, yeah, take a week off and then go back at it. Um, and try to surround yourself with the right people. You know, if you have a good support system around you, I think that was the biggest thing for me is having people tell me, look, you have what it takes. Just don't give up. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. I would, um, yeah, no, I get that. I, with the, I like what you said. There's this part where, Yes, don't listen to the haters, but also if you go to a trial, and I'm not saying you did this, but for people who are listening, if you go to a trial and the coach says, hey, look, you're not good enough, please ask the question, why? What could I do better? What do I need to improve on? How can I improve? Use that moment because you're probably never going to see that coach again, or at least for until you, you continue with your career. Use that time get all the information out of it because that's such yeah. a valuable moment where that coach has seen you. He's been trying to evaluate you as a player. He's, he's already got his mind up about what, what you're good at, what you're bad at, how you can improve or what you need to improve rather. So take that information. And then by the time you get your next trial, you're spending, you're using that information to train and train and improve, improve, improve. And then hopefully by next trial, you know, you improve yeah. and fix those errors. And then that same, then the next trial, you might get another no, but then you ask the same question and then you're always improving. So that's what I'd say to the listeners for sure. Yeah, I definitely actually agree with that. That's something I didn't do. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm very much like self-aware of myself as a player. So sometimes if you can find those things, like you are a hundred percent right. But if you also know, okay, I didn't do this right. I saw these players doing this to me. Then you can almost make those uh, evaluations on your own. But I think that's a good point. And, you know, when the, if the time comes again for this opportunity and it's another no, then that's something I think I'll actually try out to see from a professional standpoint, what is it I'm actually lacking? Mm. Um, so I like that. That was good. Because I, I totally agree with you. Half the time I know, okay, dude, I did this bad, this bad, this did this bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of players are quite they have a lot of blind spots i've noticed i, I train players every day and i uh, i see players have blind spots about what they're good at and what they're bad at and some players are just completely naive and they're just playing football and just just hoping for the best that they play a good game and without being self-aware which is what you said that key word is self-awareness that is so crucial especially when you're going down this path of trying to become pro when you're going overseas and you're by yourself because no one's got your back but you. Um, so your self-awareness for the listeners, 
be, be self-aware, always analyze, okay, what can I do after every training session, after every game, ask yourself, okay, what could I have done better? Or what was I actually good? Like what's good about me? Some plays I find maybe not, not at our age, but in the youth, they're not even playing in the right position. They haven't even analyzed, yeah. you know, their height, their speed, their, their natural tendencies to be, you know, uh, attacking or defensive. And I'm like, be self-aware, ask yourself these questions. Um, but yeah, that's a side tangent, but it's, it's definitely important. So this is what I'm more intrigued about because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know a little bit about how you went from fifth division to third division, because that's something that is firstly realistic for players to do to get to a fifth division mm-hmm. team in Europe. Uh, but then the question is obviously, <laughs> where do you go from there? And how do you go from there? And someone who's first yeah. done it, look, you're a, you're a pot of gold right now. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was, you know, I, had, I got lucky um, because I met the right person. Uh, it was interesting because of this company that I started, Global Youth Soccer Training. I made a lot of connections uh, in Europe from other private soccer coaches to players reaching out to me. Um, and that, you know, I used this to my own personal advantage as well as to kind of build upon these, not just professional relationships, but also, okay, how can I maybe get something out of this as well in my own football career? Uh, so I just met the right person who actually played on the division three team. Um, and he just told me to come out, come out for a couple of sessions. The coach had never seen me play. Um, and then after two sessions, they're like, yep, we want him. So I knew that one, this was, you know, a good opportunity because, you know, you want to play for a coach that wants you, uh, and you also want to play. That's the only way you're going to get better is by actually being on the pitch. So I knew I was in a good starting position to start building from here. So this is, I thought this was my foundation, a team that I can start with, build with, and try to keep improving. Um, so I would just say like that for me is just, you know, I would say maybe it's not necessarily doing all these trials because it didn't take, it just took one trial with this division three team. Um, but it was, it was definitely a little bit of luck and just about the networking. You know, if you find those good relationships with players on other teams that you're trying to get on, talk to them, see if maybe they can help you out. Maybe they can put in a word for the coach. Um, Cause the worst that these players will say is no to you. Uh, and the best they'll say is like, sure, come out for a training session. If you got what it takes and, you know, come back again. Um, so that, that was really what helped me get to division three, just to be straightforward. Um, yeah. But connection I built. Yeah. That's, that's the thing though. There's, that's not, that, obviously some would say that's luck, but what we all say, networking is an actual tool. Like it's a legitimate yeah. thing. That's not only soccer, it's life. Everything's networking. Yeah. The age old saying it's who, you know, and so mm-hmm. I, I see players complain about that, but, there you go. You're a, a person who's in a foreign country making networks. So yeah. if there's a player in his own local city, there's no excuse for him to say he can't network. You speak the language. You there's, you have parents and friends and family all within that same city and or country. You can network. Um, and so that that's firsthand proof that look, there's no luck to it. You did the hard work. You hustled. You made friends. You 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 spoke to people. You did the textbook thing that everybody says you're meant to do. Um, mm. And so what I always say, okay, firstly, you have to be, you have to be, become a player that's worthy of being in a good team. 
and then it's going okay how can i how can i get into the front door of that team that i'm worthy of um yeah but it's a balance because you can't just network get to a into a trial or a training session exactly. and you're horrible because then you just look yeah. like you know yeah you're just all talk and so it's always that balance of okay especially for the young players don't worry about networking if you're if you're 12 years old 13 years old just focus on how can you improve every single day become as mm. good as possible as quickly as possible because you know ideally you want to be you know playing an immense team you know at more of a young age or get to a professional academy but that's if you're 12 13 don't worry about that yet become a good player and the academies will see you um but yeah that's perfect first and proof network you heard it yeah. here first he's done <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. works no that, that is true it's, it's it's it really is about the relationships that you're building um and you know there is a balance between you have to be a football player worthy enough of actually playing for this team but also you have to know how to market yourself as well uh because look not everyone's fortunate to have an agent or have scouts attend all their games so it's about you have to put in your own work um and so yeah just to add on to that it's just you know Putting, putting your own work and building your own relationships will ultimately, I think, give you the best opportunity to play at that next level as well. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So I've got a couple of questions that uh, I get asked a billion times, I just over and over again. So I'm gonna, there'll be a couple of cliche ones, but then this first one is kind of a good one. It's, um, let first let me ask, have you ever wanted to quit football? Have you ever had that moment where, even if it's just a split second, like a, a split mm -hmm. second where you go, I'm sick of this, I'm done. Have you ever had that moment? I have, I, I, can't, I can't say that I haven't. I have had that moment where I, go, I can't do this. It's just, I, I, my head's going explode. There's been setback after setback. There's been injuries. There's been so many problems where I go, I can't be bothered. I just can't do it. Even if it's a split second or a minute or a day or a week, have you ever had that? Yeah. I would say it's not, I'd say maybe once, okay. um, you know, once in my life, actually, I've, I've thought about it, but, you know, I then realized that, you know, the, the cause of it, you know, the reason I was thinking that wasn't a good enough reason to actually, actually quit. Um, so for me, it was just, you know, it took me, you know, a day to realize like, no, that's not what I want. You know, I football is life. I've been doing this my whole career, my whole life. And, you know, I'm not going to give up till I can't run anymore. Um, but it's interesting, you know, I don't think I, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking back to that moment where I did think about that. Um, but it didn't last long. Uh, I realized mm -hmm. that, it, you know, no matter what happens, no matter how bad things get, I'm, I got to keep going because that's, you know, I love football that much. Uh, and, you know, when you put 20 years of time into that, you know, it's like you have one life. You, you don't want to look back at any point and realize you quit. Um, that's not something I want to do. I, I really like what you just said that I, I, think I forgot. I'm going to misquote you. But you said the reason I had wasn't good enough to quit or something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, was yeah. a, that was a real golden nugget for people to take away. If you, when you feel like quitting, you go well, why do I, what, what's actually making me want to quit? And analyze that, be like, okay, that little minuscule reason for me wanting to quit, is that more, is that, is that more, is that worth more than the 14 years, the 16 years of effort and sacrifice and everything you've done for this sport? Is that little thing worth all of this? 
and that might reframe your brain. Um, I've just, I'll, I'm just writing that down now because that's actually, okay, that's a really good nugget. Just one little question or one little phrase that kind of put things into perspective because um, that's something, you know, when you get into those negative mindset, your perspective changes and all you think is the worst. Um, so, hey, yeah. I've actually gotten something out of this. Uh, absolutely. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's wonderful advice. Run me down, you know, what, uh, not into a massive detail, but like, uh, you know, everybody, everybody wants to know, okay, the, the, the day in the life of a footballer, the day in the life of a, you know, a semi-pro footballer or a professional footballer, what, what's, a, what's an ideal day for you? If you could have a day that's, you know, productive and perfect, what would that look like yeah. for you? Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, I actually worked also full-time in Sweden. So I worked the, the nine to five, uh, train at night around six to 8 PM. But for me, because I love going to the gym. I love working on, you know, my physical look as well for the, for the role. Um, so for me, it's usually, you know, wake up around 6 AM, 630, uh, hit the gym, uh, for about an hour before work. Uh, sometimes if I'm not going early in the morning, cause I just want to catch up on some rest, uh, then I go around noon during lunchtime, uh, finish up some work up until about five, then head off to training. Uh, for me, yeah, it just goes typical day, ideally gym, work, football, uh, and then just listening to my body at the end of the day. Uh, what is it I need? Do I need more sleep? Do I need to maybe take a day off? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, no, it's no crazy plan for me. Um, I'd say I try to eat as much as I can, too. I think nutrition is playing a huge part recently for me as well. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of being dynamic with my schedule, too. Some days I'm going early in the morning. Some days are late in the evening, uh, depending on what my training is. Uh, but I, I, I try to switch it up. I think that going between, you know, a gym session, a stretching session, a yoga uh, you know, meditation, just trying different things to build, not just certain parts of your game, but also the overall uh, look and feel of who you are as a player. Um, so for me, yeah, that's kind of just my daily schedule. Nothing crazy, but um, I think it's more than most too. <laughs> no, no, I think that's, I think that's absolutely great. Um, especially because, you know, you see, you see some routines online and it's just like, hour by hour train three times a day in gym and this yeah, and that yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like well most people first either have to make money or they go to school or they've got other commitments you know parents mm -hmm. want them to make them you know do this this and that so that's good i like to see that perspective because you know we sometimes get an unrealistic expectation of how we're meant to be training and then players mm -hmm. uh, you know say they train eight hours a day um and yeah. i'm like well firstly cool but i'm yeah. <laughs> not sure if you can train eight hours a day unless yeah. you're just juggling the eight hours but that's not really yeah. that effective yeah. <laughs> um but yeah especially with people most people have busy schedules so you can all you need is an hour an hour and a half to train intensely and that's all you need and obviously mm -hmm. you have team training so it's a different thing but a lot of players, especially at the moment with the whole corona and all that sort of stuff, the, the virus, you, you probably have a lot of time on your hands. But even if you don't, you only need an hour. But go intense with that hour. Um, there's no point slacking off for an hour if you only have one hour. Um, yeah. So cool. I like that. Um, so you spoke a little bit about diet. 
do you have a do you have a do you have a massive sort of diet plan or do you just eat to your for your for for your body or how do, yeah. you, how do you go about it just just guess i i actually just started recently um i'm looking to put on more muscle and uh, put on you know a little bit more you know athletic muscle so that it's not just bulking up but so i've been sticking to um i'd say you know i try to keep a lot of high proteins uh in my diet so i'm eating a lot of you know eggs in the morning protein shakes berry smoothies um chicken rice salad a lot of vegetables um if i know i'm about to have a heavy workload one day then you know stocking up on some pasta at night um so for me i mean it's I, I'm not opposed to, you know, having some ice cream or some, you know, sweets here and there, but it's, I wouldn't say it plays a big part at all. You know, I, I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to at least eating uh, the right things. Sometimes, you know, obviously you're allowed to indulge. There's no harm in that, you know, having a beer or having a glass of wine here and there. Um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm strict. I'm also not so lenient, but at the same time, I know what I need to do. It's just about whether or not, uh, I stick to it harshly or I'm a little bit softer on it that day. Um, but I have a pretty good base of it, I would say. And for me, honestly, when I hear about diet plans, I think just kind of like you said, have a good base. Like, mm-hmm. okay, understand the principles of healthy eating. Whole foods, vegetables, fruits, m- meats, if you're not vegetarian. Passes if you want to train. Like, that's all it is. There's no need, there's no secret here, you know. Sure you can calorie count and macro count, but as a footballer, it's not that necessary. Just eat healthy, which obviously some people might not understand what healthy is, but as a base, as you yeah. said, meats, vegetables, fruits, you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. Salads, you're gonna be healthy. Use your common sense, okay. Fast food, probably not healthy. Packets of chips, probably not healthy. If yeah. it comes in a packet, possibly not healthy unless it's a packet of spinach <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but just use a bit of common sense you don't need to be a nutritionist to understand um how to how to fuel your body um there's plenty of information online i'm sure you know if you check out if you follow my my, my page there's, there's constantly information yeah, about it yeah, exactly. we'll start packing this up but i do want to give you a spotlight to tell us you know about your 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 private coaching um platform and what you do for for people and you know speak speak to the the soccer lab mastery family yeah um so i started this company global youth soccer training uh for the purpose of helping not just coaches find more players in their local areas for training but also to help players find coaches so it, it works both ways um you know for me as a player growing up i didn't have uh, access to private coaches. I didn't know how to go about finding them. Uh, so I, I really wanted to help the, you know, the next generation in some way, uh, just by giving back and helping them have an easier path to finding coaches uh, locally, but also globally for when they travel. Um, for me, you know, Global Soccer Training initially started out as, you know, player coach, uh, you know, connection and I was the middleman, but I'm slowly growing into helping players you know work on their game uh with fitness packages nutritional packages uh trying to lead them towards more informational stuff to help them grow as players but also helping coaches be better at their own jobs by offering 
like sort of coaching manuals, practice sessions, stuff that you can find online with stuff that I'm creating as well for them. Uh, because I know, you know, I get asked every day, my uh, global youth soccer training DMs from players and coaches differently, but asking about, you know, w- what do you recommend to eat? What do you recommend to uh, work on shooting drills? You know, little things like this. And I'm realizing, you know, I'm putting videos out there of coaches doing stuff, but maybe people want more tangible uh, goods to almost take with them to the field or to, you know, put on YouTube so they can check this out. So, you know, Globe Youth Soccer Training just really came from my passion with football and, you know, just trying to help the whole football community out and grow and, you know, find, you know, coaches in your area, find players in your area and just bring everyone together. Um, you know, it makes me feel so good when I actually make those connections from players to coaches and I see the training videos and when I'm able to put those up on my page, I feel like I've done something that's benefiting both parties. Uh, so it's really great and I, I love everything I'm doing with it too. I'm only hoping that it continues to grow and I can become almost like a source of information for footballers in all aspects of the game. So yeah, I'd say that's about it. Hey, that's that's enough said. I like it. <laughs> no, it's awesome, yeah. honestly. I think it's it's great what you're doing. Um, you know, it, it speaks for itself. It helps both parties, you know, coaches like me to find players to help. And players obviously need a coach, a quality coach to, to learn from. So I think it's a, a wonderful service. Um, I'm interested to learn more about it. I'll speak to you after this podcast to learn a little bit more about um, how maybe I can get involved because obviously I'm a, I'm a private uh, soccer coach myself. So this could be something yeah. that I could definitely be up, uh, up and a part of. But no, yeah, awesome. It's been, it's been great having you. I think uh, you're a top bloke. I think you're, you're doing great stuff. I'm super impressed uh, how you got from fifth division to third division. And I'm sure but before I know it, you'll be second or first division. And uh, I can't wait to follow this, uh, you know, follow along and watch you, you know, go through uh, your career. Uh, I can't wait. All right, appreciate mate. it. Thank you for having me on, by the way. I appreciate it a lot. Anytime, my man. Anytime. Cool. All right. This has been Soccer Life Mastery. Catch us on the next episode. That's right. I'm trill all day. I'm my way to a